Huge show today, a lot going on. We're going to talk about Peter Thiel's remarks at the Bitcoin conference, calling out the financial gerontocracy. We're also going to talk about the United States government admitting that they're spreading disinformation in Ukraine, specifically on the terms of chemical weapons. But before we do, we got a couple of things going on at TPUSA that I wanted to put on your radar. First, the Young Women's Leadership Summit is coming up June 2nd to 4th. It's going to be at the Gaylord in Dallas, Texas, actually Grapevine, Texas. I don't want anybody fact-checking me on that. TPUSA. USA.com slash YWLS. Use promo code POSO. Next, Socialism Sucks Season 2, Episode 2 is coming out. Uh, it just dropped. You go to TPUSA.com. You can go and get access to this great episode. It's called China, the World's Loan Shark. And there was a little feature inside that of me breaking down exactly what One Belt, One Road is and how it plays in to China's overall world strategy. Check it out. Socialism Sucks, Season 2, Episode 2, China, the World's Loan Shark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories, the United States has admitted to spreading disinformation about Russian chemical weapons in Ukraine. Next, four more U.S. school teachers charged with sexual abuse of minors. Two D.C. men arrested for impersonating federal agents and were also caught cozying up to Jill Biden's security detail. And finally, Peter Thiel blasting Warren Buffett and others at the Bitcoin conference. All of this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. And now Putin's back against the wall. He wasn't anticipating the extent or strength of our unity. And the more his back is against the wall, the greater the severity of the tactics he may employ. We've seen it before. He's run a lot of false flag operations. Whenever he starts talking about something he thinks NATO, Ukraine, or the United States is about to do, it means he's getting ready to do it. Not a joke. He's asserting that we, America, have biological as well as chemical weapons in Europe. Simply not true. I guarantee you. They're also suggesting that Ukraine has biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine. That's a clear sign he's considering using both of those. He's already used chemical weapons in the past, and we should be careful what about to, what's about to come. Well, that was President Biden telling us all, we remember this, and we were horrified by this, and we wanted to get to the truth of the matter, because he told the world that Russia was planning to use chemical weapons on the territory of Ukraine during this invasion. However, NBC is out now with none other than Ken Delaney. And Ken Delaney, if you don't know who this guy is, he is a CIA cutout. And I know, oh, that's crazy. That's like Alex Jones level. We, you can't just accuse someone of being a CIA cutout. Well, actually, I'm not because he was fired from his previous job in journalism for sending his stories to the CIA for their approval before they were released. Then he gets hired by none other than NBC. Funny how that works. So listen to this. It was an attention-grabbing assertion that made headlines around the world. U.S. officials said they had indications suggesting Russia might be preparing to use chemical weapons in Ukraine. President Joe Biden said it publicly. But three U.S. officials told NBC News this week that there is no evidence Russia has brought any chemical weapon near Ukraine. They said the U.S. released the information to deter Russia from using 
the banned munitions. Hold on, sorry, what? You didn't have evidence of this? What does this mean? The next paragraph continues, and this is horrifying, that our U.S. government was straight up lying to us about what's going on in Ukraine. It's one of a string of examples of the Biden administration's breaking with recent precedent by deploying declassified intelligence as part of a raw information war against Russia. The admit wait, 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 hold on a second. The United States is now admitting, according to these officials in this NBC News report, that they are waging an information war against Russia. Because I thought that was crazy. I thought that was just something that people like Jack Posobiec talk about on Human Events Daily. The United States would never admit to waging a disinformation campaign, certainly not in a time of war. I mean, if there's any time you know you can trust the U.S. government and the mainstream media, it's certainly in a time of war because the United States would never lie about war. The administration has done so. Listen to this. I, I, I love this. We have to do, we have to do the, um, the, uh, the Troy McClure voice for this. The administration has done so even when the intelligence wasn't rock solid, officials said, to keep Russian President Vladimir Putin off balance. That's the way Mark Levin says it. Putin. Coordinated by the White House National Security Council, unprecedented intelligence releases have been so frequent and voluminous, officials said, that intelligence agencies had to devote more staff work to work on the declassification, scrubbing the information so it wouldn't betray sources and methods. All right, let's cut the crap for a second. I worked in the intelligence community. I have a little bit of an idea of how the intelligence cycle works. I've worked as a collector, I've worked as an analyst, I've worked as an officer um, serving in the intelligence community all around the world. Here's the way the sausage is made. You get information in, whether it be SIGINT, whether it be human, whether it be imagery, right? Um, there's other you know, intelligence disciplines out there, but those are the three big ones. Those are the three big ones. You get it from a human, you get it from a communications intercept, or you get it from a satellite image. But you have to corroborate that because you get an initial point in that's called raw intelligence. Somebody says something on a phone, doesn't mean it's true, but you can say, oh, we have intelligence of it. Or somebody says it in a debriefing or interrogation, right? Well, that doesn't make it true. That means somebody said something. Or you see something with a satellite image. Okay, I can see something. I know this thing was happening on the ground, but you still need to do more work. Well, what they're saying is, that they're getting these rumors, they're getting these raw intelligence reports, or in other cases, just straight up disinformation and spreading it as part of an information. And this is what Victor Davis Hansen and Yanya Kellick were talking about the other day, that the United States' greatest contribution in this fight is the information war, the propaganda war that's being waged. Lies are all around us, folks. Look, I got to say, we just spent this last week here in Phoenix with Tanya Tay, with the family. We've been doing um, recording here in the Phoenix studio for Turning Point. But Tanya was telling me, she said, you know what? I can't wait to get home and get to my box of Good Ranchers because we've got so much going on back there. The prime uppercut choice beef, the ribeyes, the T-bones, the New York strips, the signature steak burgers, the Wagyu burgers. She's telling me, when can we get on the airplane? We need to get home as soon as possible for those pre-trimmed and pre-marinated chicken breasts. She says, 
Jack, it's steakhouse quality delivered right to our home from Good Ranchers. They take the guesswork out of it. You have it right there in the fridge. It's just waiting for us as soon as we get home. So that's what we need to do. We need to get home and we need to get home to our Good Ranchers. So it's simple, folks. You can get home and bring Good Ranchers to your home with GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. Use promo code POSO, by the way. You get free express shipping. And let me tell you something. This box is not small. You're gonna not. You're going to want the free shipping on this. GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. Remember, they are Christ followers and genuine Americans. Good Ranchers American meat delivered. We had a we had a mother from uh, Leon County, and her daughter was going to school, and the, some people in the school had decided that the daughter was really a boy and not a girl. So they changed the girl's name to a boy's name, had her dress like a boy, and all, doing all this stuff without telling the mother or getting consent from the mother. First of all, they shouldn't be doing that at all. But to do these things behind the parents' back and to say that the parents should be shut out, that is wrong. Four more U.S. school teachers charged with sexual abuse of minors. Now, Post Millennial wrote this up based on a tweet that I did yesterday, and we were talking about stories that happened in California, Florida, Iowa, and North Carolina all this week. But I didn't do a deep dive into all the cases that came out this week. I just happened to be looking for something yesterday and I found four of these stories just running a basic Twitter search and we can go through this. California, 56-year-old math teacher Gary Langren of Fortuna High School faces alleged allegations of sexual assault from at least two students. The pair came forward with claims of inappropriate contact linked to the teacher, linked to the teacher being placed in administrative leave. He posted bail. Florida, 30-year-old Thomas Dean was a former teacher at the Canterbury Private School. Now he faces charges of lewd or lascivious battery and lewd or lascivious molestation with a minor as far back as February. He met the victim, who is said to be between the ages of 12 and 16, on the app called Grinder. From there, it progressed to a sexual encounter. Um, they said the victim was not a student of the school, but Dean was no longer employed there. Iowa, 41-year-old former English teacher, Justin David Rapier faces multiple counts of charges of sexual exploitation by a school employee. In the latest case, he was arrested for abusing a high school girl at his home in Cedar Rapids on two separate occasions. It turns out that the sexual contact, according to text and social media messages, occurred over the course of several years. And then finally, North Carolina, 27-year-old Sean C. Hicks, a science teacher at the Harnett Central Middle School, until earlier this year faces three charges of indecent liberties with a student and is jailed on $50,000 bond. The news brought shock and disbelief to the surrounding community. Keep in mind, we're talking about a middle school. Each infraction happened at the subject's home. So all of these situations of school teachers in public schools, some in private schools, take place amid the ongoing controversy regarding these anti-grooming laws that people are placing. And I think there's a problem right here because the media does not talk about the epidemic of child sex offenses that's going on in our schools in this country. And this isn't something recent. This has been going on for years and years and years. And yet the media does not cover it. Hollywood won't touch it. You don't get these, you know, huge feature films about the school teachers that are doing this. You don't, they don't talk about it. Every once in a while, though, if you go into the data and you actually go into the literature on this, 
they call it past the trash, right? So what's past the trash? That's when they know there's a teacher who has problems, the teachers unions and the school boards, they cover it up and they transfer them to another school because they think, oh, we'll transfer them and then it's not our problem anymore. They didn't get caught. We'll send them off. And guess what? The cycle starts again because you're not doing anything to stop the criminal from preying on these children. It's like that classic line when they asked the bank robber, you know, back in the early 1900s, why do you rob banks? And he said, because that's where the money is, right? Why do school teachers target children? Or why do pedophiles go into becoming school teachers? Because that's where the children are. So understand, like I said the other day, gun violence, the problem isn't law-abiding gun owners. The problem is criminals. In this instance, obviously the problem isn't teachers, the problem is pedophiles and a teaching institution that covers it all up. And so you won't hear about this. You won't hear about the epidemic. You won't hear about the statistics and you can dig into this 10 times more likely than other places, 100 times more likely than other church institutions, religious institutions. Yet there's no focus on this whatsoever. So when you get governors like Governor DeSantis who come up and say we need to protect the children and we can't be talking about sexualizing children at this extremely young age in an area and in a context of an environment where we know is rife with child pedophiles. And by the way, I love the media. You know, as we talked about yesterday, they're saying, oh, it's, it's just a, it's a red scare. This isn't going on. It's not happening. Okay, it's not happening. I just went to Twitter and I found four stories just this week, and it took me about, let's see, 10 seconds of searching to find four actual cases of teachers being charged, not over the past year, not over the past five years, this week, just this week, across the country, four separate states. And I can do it again and again and again. We'll go into the data on this and human events will research this and we will get into this. So we're gonna put out the data now. We're gonna find out exactly how many teachers there are that are doing this. We're gonna find out the percentage, we're gonna find out the ratio, and we're gonna compare it to other institutions in this country. Because this is something that the media, Hollywood, the teachers unions, the left do not want to talk about. Our public schools are rampant with violence, and year after year, day after day, we get more and more stories like this. Um, a, a service agent from the First Lady's detail was placed on administrative leave after they associated with and were provided gifts from two men who were pretending to be Homeland Security Investigations agents. Uh, is the First Lady aware of this? The President aware of this? How concerned are they? I don't have any comment from here. I'd point you to uh, the Secret Service um, and others investigating. So just, do you have any further guidance on what these two men were after or who they may have been working it's with? It's being investigated and I would point you to the uh, proper agencies for any further yeah. comment. Go ahead. So it's time for another edition in our government government are idiots and it's being run by insane people our national security industry is a joke and they have no idea what they're doing from the daily mail two fake homeland security agents one with ties to pakistani intelligence and multiple iranian visas spent 18 months infiltrating and buying gifts for jill biden the first lady's secret service detail in a luxury dc apartment where they all lived and partied <laughs> this, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I look at this and we're told that these agencies were supposed to believe everything they say 
When just earlier today, they admitted that they lie to us. They admit they're spreading disinformation as part of an information war. Now we're being told that these people who, right, they're supposed to have full scope. If you want to be a Secret Service agent, you've got to go through all the rigorous training. You've got to go through the testing, full scope background investigation, and a full lifestyle polygraph, right? I've done full lifestyle polys. They are, they're a lot of fun. You got to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. You know, uh, have you ever done this? How many times have you done that? Have you done this in your life? Have you done that in your life? You go through all of it the, and the U.S. government records every piece of it down. And we're supposed to be told that because of this rigorous vetting process, that these people are the best of the best. They are serving in our national security team, our national security state. And then we get stories like this, where apparently these guys, who may have been intel assets, essentially infiltrated the Secret Service by telling people that they were Homeland Security agents. And the story, by the way, is even crazier than that. So these two guys, uh, Haider Sharali, 36, and Aryan uh, Terzada, 40, were arrested on Wednesday for impersonating federal agents within the Department of Homeland Security. The duo claimed to be involved with an investigation into the Jan 6 Capitol attack. Oh, of course. So they said that they were investigating January 6 and were undercover and at everybody else because they know that our national security agencies are controlled by blue anon idiots that they totally bought it hook, line, and sinker. Great job, Jan 6 committee. You guys just got used by foreign intelligence services to sneak into our own secret service. Agents with the FBI, NCIS, and USPIS swarmed several floors and units of the luxury apartment building. A former representative of Crossing DC who worked at the building since the start of Tezada's lease, confirmed that none of the units were being paid for. When asked why they were not paying rent on the units, the government, the individual responded one word, government. According to sources, the Tishman Spire owned building cooperated with um, with them, believing the guys that they were federal agents. So these guys were lying to the building and said they were government, and that's why they didn't have to pay rent, which obviously isn't true because uh, the Secret Service has to pay rent where they are. They're doing 30000 a month covering Hunter Biden. Building management, the sources allege, provided the duo with access to surveillance cameras and codes to access all doors in the building, believing that they were Homeland Security agents. A member of building management sent emails to tenants on 1130 saying the FBI concluded its search is no longer in the presence. So what was going on here? They tricked a DC luxury apartment building and its high profile residents and appeared to convince the Metro Police Department that they were working for the government. They had all this money that they were throwing around and they were impersonating agents in order to fund a lavish lifestyle and a slew of gifts said in the affidavits that they successfully ingratiated with themselves with Secret Service agents, at least two who were reportedly given rent-free penthouse and multiple-bedroom luxury apartments, as well as high-end electronics and policing equipment. This is just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And in the arraignment, they were told that there could be connections between them and the Pakistani intelligence services. This is the corruption they used our own corruption against us, the corruption and the greed of these people. That avarice is part of human nature, but apparently moral fiber is not something that national security agencies are looking for right now. And number two, they used January 6th as a coverall for everything they were doing, and it was bought hook, line, and sinker. If they had paid rent, they probably never would have been caught. That was your problem, guys. That was your problem. They followed the money. Bitcoin is not a company. It does not have a board. 
Um, we do not know who Satoshi is. It is the, ger the, the finance gerontocracy that runs the country through um, whatever, um, you know, whatever uh, silly virtue signaling slash hate factory term like ESG they have um, versus what I would call, you know, what, what, what we have to think of as a, as a revolutionary youth movement. And, uh, and we have to just go out from this, this conference and, uh, and take over the world. Thank you very much. Peter Thiel, blasting. Warren Buffett, Jamie Dimon, Larry Fink, the finance gerontocracy at the Bitcoin conference that's being held, uh, I believe it's, yeah, Miami, Florida right now. This is amazing. So Peter Thiel straight up calling out ESGs, calling out these liberal billionaires for what they're doing and the way that they're trying to ruin our country. They're trying to remake our country. We heard Larry Fink the other day said that he believed that BlackRock, their role was forcing behaviors on society. Warren Buffett blasted Warren Buffett enough i'll actually be in omaha this um this saturday be in omaha tomorrow night uh speaking to the freedom coalition is the take back nebraska summit very excited for that be there with raheem be there with uh, tanya and the kids are coming but i think what teal has said here is amazing and i think we really need to pay attention to this and he's very long obviously on bitcoin but he see because he sees bitcoin as having the ability to break up what he calls the finance gerontocracy I remember going to the RNC in 2016. It was the first time I heard Peter Thiel speak in person. And he was one of the only people who was speaking at that event that I actually wanted to go in and sit down for to hear what he had to say. And so I listened to his speech. And he said something during that speech that has always resonated with me. He said, after the fall of the Soviet Union, the United States had a choice. We had the peace dividend and we had no natural ally or no natural enemies anywhere in the world. We could have gone to Mars, but we invaded the Middle East instead. And we spent all that money, all that time, all those resources, all those lives. Instead of using that for an expansive space program that would actually progress our society, actual progress, right? into the future, we decided to blow up the Middle East over some pipeline politics. So understand, understand the choice that could have been made. And it was amazing because I, I could just feel the propaganda falling off of me, right, from all the years in, uh, in the intelligence community, all the years where you're telling yourself, you know, we're on the right side, we're doing the right thing, we're doing the right thing, we're doing the right thing. And you look at it and you say, why are we doing this? Why does it matter so much? Who is this protecting? At this point, 20 years in, 15 years in, we've already got the guys who did 9-11. Why are we still here? Why are we still doing this? Teal was right then, and he's certainly right now. And he points out that ESGs are nothing more than a scam used to control people in the same authoritarian style as the CCP uses. That's the exact, I wonder if Peter Teal Perhaps, I don't know, Producer Shaw, we might need to check this out. Is Peter Thiel a secret listener of Human Events Daily? I don't know. We're going to have to we're gonna have to look into the Thiel network, see if we can reach out, find out what's going on. I don't know, maybe Blake Glasters knows. 
Well, that's all the time we have here. Human Events Daily for today, for this week that wraps it up. But remember, our promise are with our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be going. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify. What did we talk about today? The United States admitting to spreading disinformation about Russian chemical weapons. Four more U.S. school teachers charged with sexual abuse of minors. Guess what? That starts with grooming. Next, two men were arrested, foreigners in D.C., for impersonating federal agents, cozying up to Jill Biden's security detail. And finally, Peter Thiel blasting Warren Buffett and the finance gerontocracy. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. This Saturday marks the anniversary of the Battle of Appomattox Courthouse, the final engagement between the North and the South, the Union and the Confederacy in the Civil War which ended with the encirclement of the army and the surrender of the Army of Northern Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.